0: You are listening to the Kensington Church Podcast, recorded live in Michigan. To learn more about Kensington, visit kensingtonchurch.org. So glad to be here with you guys tonight. If you're just now tuning in, my name is Sam Anderson. Uh, I'm a teaching pastor here at Kensington, and this is Troy's Midweek, and we are so glad that you've joined us. Listen, wherever you're watching this, whether it be on your phone or your tablet, your computer, you're casting it to your television, whatever it is, take a second and get at us in the comments. Let us know that you're here. Tell us where you're watching from. Let us know that you've joined us this evening. Engage with us in community, even though you're watching online. We want this to be a communal experience. Take a second, hit the thumbs up button, maybe hit the notification bell so that you can get notified of other videos that we release in the future. But we would love for you to engage with us over these next few moments. So uh, Andrew uh, Andrew and Nate invited me to come here and speak for the Troy Midweek. And in doing so, I was like, all right, guys, what, what do you want me to talk about? They said, yo, talk about something that's just a verse or a passage that's meant something to you in the recent past, something that you're dwelling on, something that you're chewing on, something like that. And so if you have not hung out with me before, uh, I was raised from Pentecostal roots. So I come from a hyper-charismatic, ultra-conservative Pentecostal faith tradition. And so even me saying that, some of your eyes kind of went across like, well, say he said what he came from where and so essentially um, the crazy stuff that you see on the internet and you're like do churches like that actually exist uh, the answer is yes and I was raised in those types of churches and so for me engaging with the Holy Spirit was always this like uh, experiential encounter. Right? I went to the kind of churches where the second the music started, we were raising our hands and we're crying in worship and some people are running the aisles and you know we'd go down and have altar calls every service, there was a lot of speaking in tongues, a lot of like manifestations of the charismatic uh, you know, response to the Holy Spirit. And so me being raised in that way, I've always been steeped in my relationship with the Holy Spirit of like, how do I figure this thing out? How do I press into this? How do I further understand this? And so some of you maybe were raised in a very similar faith tradition and you're kind of chuckling to yourselves like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I, I was raised, man, we'd go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, but it just so happened the Holy Spirit always fell on Sunday night so the pastor didn't have to do two messages in one, in one day, right? So we'd have like worship the whole time. And so some of you, very similar experience, I'm sure. Others of you, uh, it might be the opposite end of the spectrum. Maybe your engagement with the Holy Spirit throughout your faith journey was, was very rigid and, and you could never even dream to raise your hands in church. And if you did, it'd be like one of those deodorant commercials where you're just like, And like, that's the max you're going to give, right? Like, and you know, it's it's not as a fluid relationship. When you think of the Holy Spirit, you think of like Casper, the friendly ghost, but like the Jesus version, right? And it's something kind of other. You're not super like keen on it. And maybe, you know, you fall somewhere in between those two extremes. But the reality is scriptures engage with the Holy Spirit, Old Testament, New Testament all the way through. Right, as a Christ follower, we believe that you know the Holy Spirit is is part of the Trinity, which is God uh, the Father, God the Son, which is Jesus, and then God the Holy Spirit. And oftentimes, we kind of forget or don't really focus on the Holy Spirit part as much because there's a lot of weird nuance and stuff that's culturally kind of creeped in to our understanding of the Holy Spirit. And so, as I've sort of spent my life journeying through scriptures. Of How do I understand the Holy Spirit? How do I engage with the Holy Spirit? I, I, I came to a few revelations, a few kind of understandings that really sort of rocked my world. One of them being is that the Holy Spirit, through Scripture, the way that I've been able to understand it, is that the Holy Spirit is less experiential and much more relational and it's, you wouldn't think that from the modern American church and our culture and the way that we engage with the Holy Spirit. But through Scripture, it's much, more, much less experiential, much more relational. It's much less of an encounter, and it's much more of an empowerment. And so when Andrew and Nate were like, hey, share something that's been kind of rocking your world. This has kind of been rocking my world consistently for a long time. I've spent some time in Galatians chapter 5, and so we're going to do that this evening as well. So if you're at home and and you have a Bible nearby, you can run and grab it. If not, you can pull up the Bible app, but if you're using your phone to stream, it might be kind of weird. So I don't know. Anyway, it'll be on the screen for you so that you can engage as well. But Galatians chapter 5, there's a heading over that part of the passage of Scripture that says, Keep in step with the Spirit. And that's sort of the theme for that whole section, like halfway through Galatians chapter five. And so I want to start in Galatians chapter five, verse 16. And in Galatians chapter five, verse 16, it says this, it says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. What's happening here, the book of Galatians is a letter written from Paul to a church plant in Galatia. And he's talking to them, hey, here's how you're cool with God. Here's how you walk out your faith. Here's how you follow Jesus and all these things. And so he spends the time, here's how you keep in step with the Spirit. And he says to walk by faith, walk, walk, but walk with the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. What he's saying here is that this is a day in and day out relationship. This is not some special service you come to and encounter the Holy Spirit and that's going to make you resist your, your fleshly desires. He's saying, no, listen, when your fleshly desires creep in day in and day out, when you're on the grind, when you're raising your family, when you're at the grocery store, when you're at work, when you're at the bank, when all these fleshly desires creep in, he says, if you're in a day by day walking consistent relationship with the Holy Spirit, you're going to allow the Spirit to move rather than your fleshly desires to come in and take, take over. And so it's this consistent and constant relationship. It's a relational connection with the Holy Spirit. And then you jump ahead just a few verses to Galatians chapter five, verse 22. And this sort of gives us something that maybe if you've been around church at all, you've heard this before, but it talks about the fruit Of the spirit. And let me just clarify really quick because you know Kensington Church is located in Michigan. I don't know where you're watching from, but in Michigan, we like to throw S's on the ends of things, right? We go to Kroger's or Myers or Walmart, and there's no S there, okay? Same thing with the fruit of the Spirit. These are not multiple fruits, it's the fruit of the Spirit, it's one fruit with nine different attributes. This is the way that the Holy Spirit plays itself out and is evidenced in our lives, and it says this in Galatians chapter five, verse 22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is the fruit of the Spirit. This is what it looks like when the Holy Spirit is alive and active in our lives. You know what this doesn't say? It doesn't say the fruit of the spirit is powerful worship gatherings. It doesn't say the fruit of the spirit is this exuberant act of praise and worship. And ad- it doesn't say that that's what the fruit of the spirit is. It doesn't say that it's a bunch of hype and people getting in and you know hyper emotionalism and all the. It, it doesn't say that. And it says, you know what it says? It says it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. The fruit of the Spirit, there's nothing experiential in there. It's not this this supernatural encounter that you have to seek and try to find. What it is, it's relational empowerment to live your life. It's a relational day in and day out. Are you showing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? Is this the way that you're walking through life? Are you doing life with the Spirit, it says walk by the Spirit, you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. It says, it says the fruit of the Spirit, the evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then if you skip ahead just three more verses, which this is my favorite passage in all of Scripture. In Galatians chapter five, verse 25, it says this. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. And for so many years of my life and of my faith journey, I viewed this as like a disciplinary action, that i got to keep in step with the Spirit. And if I step out of line, God's standing there with a lightning bolt to smite me and strike me down, because i got to keep in step, man. Don't lose step. Don't get out of line. Toe the straight and narrow. That's the way it's got to be. I viewed it for so many years of my faith journey as marching orders, right? As like God is this sort of drill sergeant. He's saying, keep in step with my spirit. Keep in step. Two, three, four, I'm following Jesus, yeah. Like I mean, even even in kids' church, I don't know, maybe you didn't experience this, maybe you did, but as I was coming up in kids' church, we had this song that was like, I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never fly over the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army, yes, sir. Right, and it was this song that we sang But really, what is that that teaching us? It's teaching us to like militarize our faith, right? It's teaching us that we have these marching orders and that God is some sort of army general and we gotta keep in line. And it painted this crazy picture of who God is and it was like, I'm weaponizing my faith that I'm a a soldier in the army of the Lord and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna take over culture and take over the world with the power of the Holy Spirit and, you know, all these things. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think that's what Galatians 5.25 is talking about at all. I don't think it's this militant force. I don't think it's this disciplinary action, this keep in step with the spirit, stay in line or else God's gonna smite you. Honestly, I came across this theologian, uh, this biblical scholar from the early 2000s that really revolutionized sort of the way that I approached this. You may have heard of him. Um, His name is Ludacris. And uh, Ludacris, you may recognize, he's friends with Justin Bieber, the song Baby, you know, all the things. But anyway, Ludacris had this song in the early 2000s, I think, that really painted a picture of Galatians 5.25 for me. It really kind of made it all come together. And it's this song, uh, as you're sitting there and you're thinking of all the ludicrous songs going through your head, take a moment, pray and repent, first of all, okay? All right. Secondly, here's the song that I'm thinking of is When I Move, You Move, right? He says, when I move, you move, just like that. When I move, you move, just like that. When I move, you move, just like that. And so as I hear that, I think, man, I think that's what Paul was getting at in Galatians chapter 5, verse 25 that it's this divine dance that takes place where he leads and we follow. And when he moves, we move. And the whole time we're saying, just like that, are we in step with you? Are we keeping in step with the spirit? Are we walking by the spirit so the fleshly desires are not coming in and choking this thing out? Are we, are we, when you move and we move, are we moving in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? Is this the way that we're doing this, right? When I move, you move, just like that. Are we in that divine dance with the Holy Spirit. I don't think it's marching orders. I don't think it's, it's stay in line. I think it's very intimate. I think it's very personal. And I think it's ultimately very, very relational. And so here at Kensington Church, if you've been a part of our faith community for the last number of years, you know that we've been in this season of waiting. We've been in this season of seeking. We've been in this season of praying. God, what do you have next for us in this next season? We've been praying for God to bring us a senior leader. We've been praying for God to lead, guide, and direct us. What does what the church look like post-COVID? What does the church look like as we're moving forward with the crazy political landscape, the crazy social uh, justice unrest and all the racial stuff that's happening all over our country, all the division, all the polarization? The church has been in this season of saying, God, what do you wanna do? Who do you want us to become? Where do you want us to step out and make a difference? And it's been crucial in this season for us to keep in step with the Spirit. It's been crucial for us to be in this divine dance. You know, even with our new senior leader uh, coming along with the Maoris, and I'm sure you've seen some of the stuff coming out about that, and he spoke uh, at the midweek at the Troy campus you know, a few weeks ago, and all the things that are happening around here to navigate that. Now more than ever, as the people of God, as as people, part of this faith community that is Kensington, my challenge and my encouragement is during this time of transition, we need to take on a posture that says, God, when you move, I'm gonna move. When he says, when I move, you move, and we say, just like that, when I move, you move. Just like that, when I move, you move. Just like that, very intimate, very personal, very relational, but I wanna encourage and challenge us to keep in step with the Spirit to enter into this divine dance with the Holy Spirit that's relational, that's day in and day out. It's not some you know, crazy hype fest we gotta go find. It's not some building we have to go to. It's Holy Spirit empowerment, relational empowerment for our everyday lives. I mean, imagine, just for a second, imagine if we lived in this, with this relational empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Imagine if we lived in that divine dance, that when we went to drop off lines at school where we were probably the least Christian we are all day, right? Imagine if we approached that with the Holy Spirit empowerment. Imagine if we approached the, the, the bank teller that's given us attitude with Holy Spirit empowerment. Imagine if we went to the grocery store and rather than beelining for just what we need and grabbing it and go, we walk in with the Holy Spirit empowerment of saying, God, help me to see how you wanna use me in this space and in this time. Imagine what our faith community could look like If we entered into this divine dance and lived in this Holy Spirit empowerment, imagine what God can do. And so my hope and my prayer and my challenge is that we would take on a posture of when I move, you move. Just like that. When I move, you move. Just like that. We would take on a posture of humility and that we would aim to keep in step with the Spirit. Let's pray together. God, I thank you so much for what you're doing here at Kensington Church. I thank you so much for what you're doing in the lives of every individual that's that's watching us and joining us right now. God, even if it's in our living room, if it's in our kitchen, if it's in our car, wherever we're doing this, Lord, I pray that you would send your Holy Spirit to meet us here and now. Maybe we've had a twisted perception of of who you are and how you want to interact. Maybe we've been walking around afraid because we're afraid we're gonna step out of line and and everything's gonna fall apart. God, I pray that you'd send your Holy Spirit to wrap your arms around us and give us grace and mercy. And let us know that you see us right where you are and you want to engage with us right here, right now. That you're standing there inviting us in to this divine dance this relationship, this intimacy, to walk in day in and day out. God, as we continue to navigate this season of transition at Kensington, Lord, I pray that each and every one of us would keep in step with your Holy Spirit. God, we love you, we praise you, we adore you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You've been listening to the Kensington Church Podcast. If you've enjoyed this recording, check back weekly for new content. You can find Kensington on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and of course, at kensingtonchurch.org.